Luke 2, verses 9 through 11. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This is read from the CSB translation. Merry Christmas. This is Brittany Dixon with Courageous Radiance Podcast. We are talking, yes, you've guessed it, Christmas, Jesus. We are leading up into this amazing season, this amazing reason that we are all celebrating. Never mind all of the extra that comes with Christmas, whether that is stress because we are preparing gifts, we're preparing our home for guests, we're preparing our hearts just to receive this tumultuous time if this is a time of grieving because of what's associated with Christmas season. Maybe this is a first Christmas without a loved one. Maybe this is the 10th season without a loved one. Maybe your loved one passed in the season. So Christmas has a complete spectrum of emotions for most people. And we are going to just take a snippet of time. Thank you so much for joining me here today to talk about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey there, friend. Merry Christmas again. I'm so thankful for you. You are a gift to me. Whether I know you or not, whether I will ever talk to you or see you in person or not, you are a gift. And I am so thankful that you are a part of this Anchored Women community. You know, when God gave me this vision, it was really through my own mess. It was through my own lack of anchor. It was through my own waywardness with the Lord and just the being in the sea up and down and flipping over and not having any stability in my life in the in the midst of so many tests and, and difficulties. And I'm so grateful that God gifted me with his grace. And I'm so glad that God had gifted me with an anchor. And that is what Courageous Radiance is about. It's about being equipped. It's about being encouraged. And it's about being anchored. And for you, friend, for being a part of this, whether it has been from the very beginning, 2015 with the blog, 2020, at the beginning of the podcast, if you just hop on here every blue moon, if you are new here, Merry Christmas. And I'm so thankful for you. You are a gift to me. I am thankful for your anchor growing in the Lord. We are talking about Jesus Christ. What is Christmas to you? What is this time like for you? Is it a busy time? Is it a, is it a stressful time? Is it an overwhelming time? Is it kind of a bittersweet, like a hybrid? Um, you know, is, maybe this is a very happy time. I watch a lot of English, um, England kind of base and, and even older England too, like 1700. I'm kind of weird. <laughs> 1800 century stuff. And um, it's interesting. They say happy Christmas. So I don't know if this is a happy Christmas, you know, Mary. Okay. But is it happy? And, you know, happiness is not necessarily joy. Joy is unshakable. Joy is a gift. It's a fruit of the spirit. Happiness is an emotion that comes and it goes. I'm happy I have this cup of coffee right here. I'm not happy that it's probably cold because I haven't sipped it in a while. So happiness comes and it goes. Happiness is a choice. So what are you choosing? What is your choice? That's what we're going to talk about. And, you know, when God gave me that word choice, 
choose. I was like, okay, God, like expound. What does this mean? Um, choosing him in the season, choosing him amongst the distractions, choosing him, not only just in the season in the 12 days leading up until Christmas and to not only choosing him on the day of Christmas, um, and not waiting until next year to choose him again, but choosing him every single day, choosing life, my friend. So driving down my street is a great analogy, a great visual of thinking about this choosing life. And, you know, I did say to my kids that just because someone does have Christmas lights on doesn't mean that they have chose Jesus. And we had a whole table talk to, about it, um, got to hear their opinions about it. And it was a good, it was more of a car ride, but uh, than a table talk, but I call them table talks, whether we're in the car or we're actually physically at a table. And one of the things that my daughter had said was, well, if you didn't believe in Jesus, why would you bother to put lights up? Which is a really good point, honestly, if you think about it. But there's a lot of things we go along with just because we go along with it. It's kind of like what we do, but it's not something we're really sold out for. It's not really something we're truly bought in to do. I mean, I work out and I'm really not sold out for it. <laughs> I do it just because I kind of have to in my forties, but you know, it was still a good point. So when I think about, then there are some homes that have no lights on. Do they believe in Jesus? Maybe, maybe not. So it gave us an opportunity to really be thinking more intently about about those around us in our sphere, you know, not just going about our busy life, but really saying, hey, am I really praying for this house that's 10 doors down? Am I really praying for this one that's directly across the street from me? Um, it just gave an opportunity to have a heart and a brokenness for those who are around us, who may or may not know Jesus. Do they choose Jesus? If Jesus comes today, have you chose him? And do you choose him every day? So some scriptures I just wanted to to talk to, not turn to necessarily, but but to kind of paraphrase for you, you can head to the blog and reference these scriptures um, on the podcast notes. But starting with um, John 10, 10. So thinking about choosing life, the enemy has came to steal life from us, right? I mean, his, from the very beginning stealing the the truth from Eve, like distorting it rather, um, and, and shifting us ever since that bite of that apple from Adam. So the enemy has a plan and it's to remove life and God has a plan to give it and to give it in abundance, Jesus says, that the enemy has come to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come to give you life and give it more abundantly. And Joshua 24, 15. Again, the first one was John 10, 10. This is Joshua 24, 15. And, you know, at, this is at the very end of Joshua's life. So Joshua is really almost in, in the chapter of 24, giving a, a big synopsis of everything that's, that's happened from Moses to his, to his, not reign, but his leading, his leadership, I think is a better word. Um, of the Israelites and 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 allowing the Israelites to make a choice, choose life. You know, if it, and he even says like, if it doesn't please you to worship the Lord, then choose for yourselves today. 
what are you going to choose? You're either going to choose life or death. And Deuteronomy um, 30 talks about that, that I, this is Moses before who, who's a, um, preceded Joshua. And he talked about really in, in chapters uh, 28 through 30 about choosing for yourself. So you have on one hand blessing and on the other hand you have curses. And in, in chapter 30, he's like, you are, you need to make a choice, choose for yourselves today, either, or either life or death, blessing or curse. The choice is yours. God gives us a choice. He doesn't want us to be robots who are just kind of like, oh, here goes Christmas again. We gotta, we gotta put this tree up. We gotta go to candlelight, you know, candle Christmas Eve, candlelight service. We have to, you know, like that's, that's not the heart. I mean, can you imagine being in a relationship if you're married or even with your kids where it's like, oh, I got to go to mom's house today. I guess, I guess I have to, to, to love my, my spouse. I mean, what a horrible relationship to have. I mean, that's not loving. That's not, I mean, that brings me no joy. I'd rather you just don't come like pass. I'm, I'm good. You know? So why would God be any different? Like this is not, it shouldn't be done begrudgingly to rejoice and to worship God. So we get to choose. And also what I say to my kids is, you know, a lot of our choices are done non-verbally. You know, you can say that you choose this, but I look at your actions. So I think a lot of us, and you know, when I think of myself where I spent a lot of my life really until um, 27, 28, choosing God in words and on a tax form, putting Christian popping in church maybe once or twice a year, but I didn't actually live for him. My heart wasn't sold out for him. I didn't really choose him in my life. I just choose him in words, not really in my heart posture. Also, John 14, 6 talks about this. Jesus, this is Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And in order to get to heaven with God, in order, Jesus is like, I'm the bridge. So that whole thing about all religions are equal, and there's, you know, you can get to heaven anyway. That's really a lie from the enemy. That's really almost go back to Genesis 3 when the lie happened in the Garden of Eden where Satan distorted truth. That's a distortion of truth. That's not accurate. Jesus clarifies this in John 14, 6, that I am the only way. And this is why we choose Christmas. This is why we choose to celebrate Christmas. And whether you're choosing is putting up a tree, lights, singing Christmas carols, giving gifts, that's, those are, that's extra, right? That's kind of some paraphernalia. But that's, I'm saying to choose Christmas, to choose what Christmas is truly about. The heart of Christmas is what I'm saying. Not the things of Christmas that are associated with Christmas, but to actually choose Jesus, to actually choose Christmas. What are you believing? And Jesus is like, I am the only way. You have to choose me because otherwise there is no bridge to God. We've, we've got a bridge over to heaven because of sin. Sin has stained us and I am the only perfect atonement for you. Colossians 3, verses 1 through 3, but specifically in verse 3, 
it talks about setting our minds. When I think of setting, I think of choosing. You're choosing to, you're, you're deciding, you're choosing, you're setting your affections, your mind. You're thinking about these things. Think about what you're thinking about, right? Setting this fixed point. You know, if I'm running a marathon, where is, what am I setting my mind on to get through this race? If my mind is everywhere, first off, I am not running a marathon. <laughs> my, my younger sister did. Listen, so maybe I need to say the 5K. Let, let's use that because that just gave me a whole palpitation thinking about running a marathon. Um, so marathon of life, not in the physical for me. Great. I will clap you on on the sideline um, if that's your choice to do physically or if you have already done it. Um, but I'm saying that setting your mind at the end of the race. So that's a choice. Set your minds on the things above is what Colossians um, 3 says, on the internal things. And that is, that's hard, y'all. Let's, let's just flesh this out real quick. That's hard. This is hard. It really is, right? Because things look great on paper. I mean, it looks really amazing for me to say that I am going to, um, I think about this every time I do my work schedule. So as a nurse, um, you know, I don't just have a nine to five, right? I work weekends, I work nights, I work all days of the week and I'll make my, my schedule and it never fails. The week of it or day before, I'll be like, why did I do that to myself? Why, why did I do this night with this and this and knowing I've got this with the kids and it never fails. It, I, it, I have yet to obtain where I'm like, you know what? This was a really good schedule. <laughs> so it just somehow it backs into stuff, whether I knew it or I didn't know it, you know, life just kind of happened with the kids. But I just more, <laughs> I'm more so like, I'm just thinking about, man, like I have got to choose wisely of and and count these costs too. So when when you count the costs of this choice, you know, I think we do a great job sometimes really actually not all the time with marketing Jesus. We don't do as great of a job with marketing the life after. Right? So if you think about if you just sat here all day and talked about the wedding, oh my gosh, girl, your wedding it is going to be amazing. You're going to have people cheering you on, rose petals, fireworks going off, whatever expenses you're paying for. You know, this um, all inclusive, you're going to travel uh, for yours and do a honeymoon combined. That's what we did. We went to Puerto Rico. So, whatever. But then, man, who's talking about day after? When you fly back home from Puerto Rico, who's talking about the day after everybody's flown and it's just you and him in the house? Who's talking about that? Who's talking about how you're going to endure the race every single day to choose your spouse? Who's talking about that? I mean, this is why my husband and I have a new heart for premarital. We have, you know, two, we love marriage and, 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 and that's kind of our joy, but the two groups, this is a di- divergent, y'all know I do um, do that sometimes, but I was just thinking that both premarital and then we have a heart for couples like us that are like, give me the divorce papers I want to sign. Um, and we have a, again, everybody in between, of course, but when I think of that premarital, part of our heart and our joy is with that is like, man, like somebody needs to tell them. Like, and, and it's not that you want to go around here and just bash me and bash like, hey, don't ever get married. But 
you need to be prepared. You need to be able to count the cost. Paul talks about that. Like who goes into something and doesn't count the cost of it? What is this going to cost me if I decide to run this marathon, which I'm not? And why am I not? Because I've counted the cost. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. One of my best friends also, my sister, my younger sister and my other um, best friend um, growing up did that. And I'm just like, ooh, Jesus. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't have it. You know, I could, I'm sure I could probably, I'm the type of person, if I set my mind on something, again, that's that Colossians 3, if I truly set my mind, but even if I set my mind, I'm not willing for that cost. I'm good. I'm good. So you not only have to set your mind, you have to count the cost. So I love, so when we're thinking about choosing Christmas, the real reason of Christmas, Jesus, the fact that Jesus came, this is where for the first time kind of, not really first time, but more intentionally doing Advent in in the Dixon home. So we don't really have a lot of traditions. I mean, we have some, but, um, you know, we definitely, you know, go see Christmas lights, um, do dinner as a family. We do um, Christmas devotionals. We do the 12 days of Christmas. We do fun things like that. We do gingerbread. I mean, we do like those type of things for sure. Um, But this year, my husband and I were like, we really wanted to commit to, we talk, we read the story of Jesus, the birth of Jesus through Luke on the day of Christmas morning, um, go to Christmas candlelight, ser- Christmas Eve candlelight service. We do those things, but we really wanted to, as our kids are getting older, we really wanted to give them even more substance of Christmas, what Christmas is is really about. So with Advent, uh, Advent means um, coming. So it's the coming of Jesus. Jesus came and we're leading up to Advent. So just on Sunday, we lit the third Advent candle, candle, um, and which is joy. And that was the verse I read. So at the beginning with Luke two, the, the angel said that, you know, we, we've got this good, we've got this great joy because of this good news. Life has came to, to us through Jesus. What a great joy we have in Jesus through him coming. So this joy fills our life, fills our hearts, but it's something we have to choose. And why do we choose joy? Why do we choose life? Um, Really, our ability to choose was because Jesus, God first chose us. Ephesians 2.1 talks about that, that we were, we're really dead women, dead men, if you're a man listening, but dead women walking. You're really a dead person walking. A dead person meaning like you might be alive and well and healthy and eating spinach and kale salads and working out on your you know Peloton every single day and have this great life externally, but internally your spirit is dead. So because of sin in the world, we are born dead. We have to choose life and life in Jesus. So Ephesians 2, 1, again, talks about this, that we're dead in our trespasses and sins that we were born into, genetically born into by nothing that we've done, but just by being born. And we needed a savior and he came. So really we are choosing because God had already chose us. Because it doesn't really matter if we chose, if God (laughs) didn't choose us, he's like, great, wonderful, you chose 
who are you choosing for? I didn't choose you. No, he chose us first. And because he first chose us, we get to choose him back. And that replicated, that that relationship, the connectedness, it can't be one-sided. It is a constant. When I think of Mark 8, um, verses 34 and 35, where Jesus is saying, in order to follow me and to follow me well, you must daily, daily, I'm going to even add in there every 10 minutes, some days, every five daily, choose me daily, deny yourself, take up your cross, pick up your cross. Some translations say, and follow me. So in order to choose this life, in order to choose Jesus, which is the real reason of Christmas, you must die to yourself metaphorically. How do you die? You deny yourself. Deny your wants. Deny you don't God doesn't owe us anything. But yet he gave us everything. We deserve nothing. Yet he had this great and amazing rescue plan for us through his son, Jesus Christ. What a joy, as that scripture says. What a, what a promise of hope and of peace for us, even in a situation right now that you might be going through, friend, that is not of joy. <laughs> that is not a happy time. Maybe this is a horrible season for you. But your joy is greater than the circumstance. Your hope is anchored into something of greater weight and value, right? You're anchoring in. Think about if you had to pull something with your car and you had to anchor it. Yeah, I mean, trying to pull that car yourself, but if you anchored it to something bigger and stronger, it's going to drag it. So we're anchoring ourselves into a greater substance, which is Jesus Christ which is why we choose daily. So only two things for just as we wrap up here, choosing daily, choosing God daily and receiving this gift. So let's think about choosing Christmas every day. Let's the real reason of Christmas. Let's think of even if, even after on December 26th, on January 23rd, on March 17th, let's choose Christmas. Let's choose life in Christ. Let's choose what life we have in Christ. It's a choice. Let's choose. And because we're going to choose, we're going to be, we're going to have, and this is a made up word. (laughs) We're going to have an all outness for Jesus an all outness, 100% for Jesus. As a nurse, I go to work and I have to bring 100% whether I feel it or not. Because guess what? If I don't go 100% all out for my my patient, their experience is going to stink. I might have harmed a patient inadvertently, right? Med errors, starting an IV in their their eyeball instead of in their vein, right? I have to be 100% within the best of my human capacity and skill to be 100%. Otherwise, I don't need to be that person's nurse. You know, if I pass out and my heart stops, I don't want somebody giving me 80% for their chest compressions in their breasts. I'm going to die or have some type of neurological deficit because my compressions were only 80%. 
move aside and give me somebody to give me 100% chest compressions and two breaths of air after every 30. Please. And thanks. So why not, why not this for Jesus? 100% all outness for Jesus Christ. Let's do it, friend. All year. Let's choose him every day this year. And as we flesh this out into what this means in our everyday, whether that's a child who is out of control, that is a marriage which is falling apart, this is a job that you've lost, you have more debt and and bills than you have money coming in, you have an ailing parent, you yourself have some type of health disparity, or maybe everything is great, but you were just lacking, you just wake up feeling like this is just another monotonous, mundane day. Maybe your maybe your light is gone. I don't know what this looks like for you specifically, but when I think of choosing this life, the reason that we can show up every single day, whether we feel like it or not, whether our life is equal to what we're trying to choose is because of Jesus. Jesus is our life. Jesus is why we can. Jesus is enough. Jesus is our empowerment. Jesus is our strength. Jesus, it is all about Jesus. So friend, as you choose life, as you choose Jesus, I pray that you choose him every single day. And a very Merry Christmas to you and your family in this time.